It's life on life's terms. Once again, the Life on Life Terms podcast, and uh, I'm Tom Robinson, and like I always say, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do love them. Yes. <laughs> uh, I am Chris Mandeville. We're here at uh, New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., and our guest tonight is Stuart. Hey guys, I'm Stuart Coleman. What's Great up, brother? How you doing? Good to see both of you. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Been I haven't seen Tom since Wednesday Monday night days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Chris, a former sponsor of mine. Yeah, from back in the day. We, yeah. I mean, talking about mixing oil and vinegar together. Right here. Uh, oil and water, really. Oil. And it water was so funny, thing. like the, the, <laughs> the little vinegar, kid at the little kid at the playground, like <laughs> kicking the dirt, wanting to ask the other kid to play. Like the night you were going to ask me to be I, I, my sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like. What's the matter with him over there? You're standing in like a mulch Don't bed. You, like, oh my god! And that was that. That was, that, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually at uh, a. Um, um, that was at, at Quincy Monday Night's anniversary. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. that one. I think it's probably. Oh yeah. Times I met you too. Yeah, they had some good ones. Yeah. Oh, oh my bangers. God. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Like, I, I was cooking chicken ziti broccoli for like hours and hours and hours. And oh, yeah. that that old timer Mike from uh, Norwell Saturday Night. He's like. Can you give my wife this recipe? I'm like, I don't give no one my recipes, but she ended up getting it in. That's when you lived up on the hill. Mm. I was at the South Shore house, and we used, I mean, I I think Chris had a lot of people ask him to be a sponsor, and he had a long list, but I was like the guy that would, I said, if I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you. Mm. And I I called you every day, and the next thing, I mean, we were running, you know, and I say all the time that uh, Chris is the guy that taught me about fellowshipping. Because I did not know how to be a part of anybody's life. Yeah, I didn't right. know how to do and, that. And I didn't know anything about taking someone through the 12 steps at that time either. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out fine. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, it was, you know, 10 years later, you know, 10 years. Here we are 10 years later. I know. And, um, you know, Chris and I talked about a little while ago. And so we'll just kind of dive right into this. People that I work with have told me that I have lost my mind for bringing this up. But I'm, you know, a little bit about my story is that, you know, my dad, who was my best friend, um, it gets me every time hey, to this day. You're real. That's all. 20, yeah. 21 yeah. years. Um, 21 years ago, January, this past January 9th, my dad, at 51 years old, and I just mentioned to Tom a while ago to both of you, I'm going to be 50 in a year and a half. Yeah. Mm. So my dad was only a year older than where I am right now, and he died of chronic myeloid leukemia. Oh, God. And, you know, I said, and it was the smartest, I, I think one of the smartest things that God really listened to me that day. And I said a vow over my dad's casket that I said, somehow, someday, I want to work in the world of oncology. Mm. Careful what you ask for. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that Chris and I talked about, and I, I kind of want to bring up is, and it's just not, you know, it can be a debate. It can be a, a Q&A. It can be whatever it wants to be, whatever it needs to be. Yep. Um, I am not here to draw a line in the sand. I'm not here to say that you're that I'm right, you're wrong, that you're wrong, I'm right. Any, I'm not here to do any of that. What I want to talk about is my experience and what I do for work. I am, you know, Teresa, of all people, Teresa will tell you that I am, I don't work. I, I, I live to do what I do. I am mm. so passionate because I found mm. a way to be of service to other people. Um, and I work... Drum roll, please. In big pharma. Yep. And that's what I do. I work in oncology. And sober. Absolutely. And and there's no way you could do that. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, unless you're like a, a research monkey or something. <laughs> yeah. Right? We've all been there before. Oh, my God. You know, imagine if we got paid to do what we were doing. Oh, my God. Oh, I'd be rich. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like the illegal stuff that we were doing. Like, oh, let's try this. Let's see what happens when we mix these two. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, Chris, you and I and our crystal meth stories could go just round and round and round. Oh, boy. I, I, you know, I, there, I, 
you know, I'm here, not here to talk about the company I work for. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to talk about the companies in the past that I've worked for. What I want to talk about is blanket statements that sometimes people make about big pharma. When we make statements like that, and I get it, I totally get. It. I, you know, I'm on your side when it comes to opioid addiction and and the way this country is paralyzed in these types of addictions right now. I yeah. totally get it. Right. Where I have a hard time is when we make blanket statements like that. I work in oncology. I have given up my life. Literally, I have laid everything. I have laid everything on the line for what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I. Everything I do is for two reasons. I do it for the patient and I do it for my dad. Yeah. They're right. always I have missed vacations, I have missed anniversaries, I have missed family functions, I have missed weddings, I have missed everything because my job called. And it's what I do. Yeah. And you know, I'm not here to step on, you know, what this person says or what that person says or what anybody has to say about it. I'm just here to provide my experience. Yep. And my experience is one, people say all the time, you get paid a lot of money. If we break it down by the hour, right. <clears throat> you know, I think about last week and some of the, and some of the work that I did. Um, and it was work last week because it was mundane. It was, we were at the end of a fiscal year. We're trying to get stuff out there. And, and I was like, Ugh. and I remember standing up in, um, a few weeks ago and I had, I actually even called Teresa to tell her this. I stood up in the middle of a, of a meeting with my boss. Because and I looked at her after the statement that I made, and she looked at me and she said, "I'll clear your calendar." Because I don't know if anybody's, you know, I'm sure you've been this tired before, where you're thinking about, you know, this conversation, you're answering a question, but you're thinking, say, maybe about like the grocery store, and and I mixed the two thoughts together with one answer. Oh yeah, I've been that tired. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I was like, wow. Uh, um, So you're you're very passionate uh, about what you do, and I know that that you're there for the right reasons because of what you say. And I believe you. And uh, but I, I'm curious uh, about how much. Um, it's it's obviously it's a giant organization, right? Right. right. All they all are. All the individual companies, I'm sure, mm-hmm. are just huge because you have to be to put up that kind of money. Yeah. And I mean, is it is it publicly traded? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, see, um, the stock market is a du- double-edged sword too, you know, because the, when you're beholden to stockholders, you know, you're talking about numbers and you need to get a return. And I mean, it starts to become cutthroat and, uh, you know, so this, I mean, obviously there's good and bad, right? There's good, bad and time in anything that we do in, in right. this life in general. And yes. so I agree with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like um, any, any, I believe any industry, that that we could talk about we pick anything and you know you're gonna you're gonna have companies that do the right thing and 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 go by all the rules but then you're gonna find them other people you know just like in life that they want to skirt the rules and you know whether it's for profit whether it's for notoriety whether it's for it doesn't matter what it's for there's 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 a lot a lot of in any industry um of um skirting the rules i mean it's Mm. it's it's without the rules it's 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 a race to the bottom it's a race to do anything to make the percentage make the uh to returns make the to make the numbers to make yeah. the you know stocks go up and whatever else so um it gets tricky when you when you're involved with a um with something where that you know just enslaves people and also at the same time frees people who are deathly ill yeah right. yeah right and and that's that's another thing like this you know j- these some of these companies uh, um have just outright lied you know yeah. about what they manufactured what it did what it does but wait a minute uh, though it hurts I, I don't know if you can say that even uh, maybe maybe you can maybe some of the public policies have been worded in such a way mm. but that's somebody who's been Advised by a lawyer, right? It's right. all about how to follow so they don't get sued, and also that's a giant organization of all sorts of people who are probably quite a few of them are like Stewart. But let's oh, also, absolutely. but let's let's look at the, like the main basis of this. So initially, when drugs like Subox, let's just put it, let's put it all on the table. When drugs like Suboxone or OxyContin were created, 
they were not created to do what is now happening. Absolutely. That was right. not the right. basis of this. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, that's, I mean, listen, let's think about Tide. I mean, kids are getting <laughs> Right, right. You know, people now want to sue Tide because people are getting high on yeah. Tide Pod. Here, hold they, my Tide Pod they, and watch this. People, <laughs> that's not the reason why this was good. <laughs> but also, yeah, that's, 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 where I was going. that's where I was going with this. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. These companies can't be held 100% accountable right. for what has happened because, right. like, we have to remember all this stuff is marketed to humans. Well, that's also that's right. right. And, and marketed that's by humans. The big book says, yeah. there's a line in the big book that says, we are creative, intelligent people. How much more creative can you be than figuring out that you can swallow a Tide Pod and get high? <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's come pretty, on. Yeah. It's pretty gutsy. Let's, let's, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. And, and like I said, you know, my experience in pharma was this. I, I started off. And, and the one thing I want to tell people, anybody that listens to this or anybody that's out there listening and, and maybe want to. You know, give me a thumbs up or the middle finger, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll accept it all. People, it's both at the same I, time. Listen, people yeah. that I work with <laughs> tell me today, they're like, you have lost your mind for doing this. But I'm passionate about what I believe in. And I'm not saying that people don't have a valid, that either one of you don't have a valid reason right. for standing on the other side of that fence. I feel like that someone needs to stand up for Big Pharma and say, we get it. We understand. But not every Big Pharma company out there is doing this. Right. right. Well, this I have to say, we I have to say that I, never even occurred to me that there was another side of the fence until Teresa mentioned you and that you worked for them. And I was like, hmm, oh, you know. <laughs> well, Where's that one? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's get that guinea pig in there right now. Yeah. Well, it's like, whoa, maybe there's another side here. Maybe the, maybe it's not all just, uh, you know, you know, it just more deep, yeah. deep thought about yeah, exactly. it. exactly. Brings you to realize that it's a giant organization with pe- because people. because you know what happened what's it say in the book in the spiritual experience contempt prior to investigation that's, that's right that's contempt. my motto yeah that, to that investigation motto. that's I mean, it I live, contempt prior I to investigation beautiful contempt prior to investigation when i you know the other thing i want to tell people too is that if you know and this happens all the time if you want to make a change come join me Jump on the side of the fence. Come make a difference. And if you tell me that I'm not educated, I don't have this, guess what? Neither am I. I started off 10 years ago as a 90-day temporary receptionist. Like just getting sober. Yeah. Right? Like. And just stayed focused, stayed on that path. So what I want to ask is this. Like what was your – what was your opinion when you started this? Like, were you scared? Like, I to, was to, petrified. Yeah, because I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I, why are these people believing in me? Yeah, I mean, but also I, like to question, like, I'm in recovery. What am I doing here? Like, why am I? Well, yeah, you know, like this is kind of weird. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like, is this an like Twilight Zone like, shit? I, I felt like a big oxymoron. You know, mm. <laughs> like here's this guy working in pharma who, you know, Ed Grant was a temporary receptionist. Um, I, but a, a, a crazy little story, and Chris, I, I hope you'll forgive me for this part, and I don't think oh. it'll matter for anything, but, you know, the, the job was 90 days. On the 88th day, I had taken my very first person through the 12 steps. Mm. Remember who? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I and know. I know exactly who you're talking yep. about. And um, on the 88th day, I had – I was listening to her fifth step, and at the same time, that company – <laughs> created a position for me. Yeah. I mean, wow. here's a company that, you know, granted, they've had a lot of their, the, the smaller company. Now, I've, I've worked in two other companies since and mm. where I am now. So I worked in small pharma. I went small biotech. I worked in medium-sized pharma. And now I've worked in big pharma. Mm. And oh, wow. Which, you know, there's three different companies that are involved. So when you look at all three, you know, one is the original biotech in the world, and that's Biogen. I can say that one because I don't work for them mm. anymore. I did. And, and I love what they do. The smaller company, my very first company that gave me a shot at everything in this world was Aveo Pharmaceuticals, Aveo Oncology. And I am so indebted to them because what they taught me, that CEO came in every single morning for 90 days, and he said to me, why are you here? To answer the door, to get your coffee, to, to get people. Yeah. To, to, I, I didn't know the answer. You know, and he, finally, when they offered me that, you know, that permanent position working in HR at that point, he said to me, because I'm going to give you the right answer. The only reason why you should ever be here is for the patient. And it was like, mm. boom. And 
that moment, and I had just heard that fifth step the night before. Yeah. And I remember when I heard that from him, my dad came just flooding back in my mind. I was like, wow. that's why I'm here. My dad, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm here. And, you know, everybody does what they do in this life for different reasons. I feel like I am just beyond blessed to do what I love. And one thing that I got to do is I, I have this – she's one of my dearest friends in the world. Many people have heard me. They're Facebook friends with me. I have heard me talk about her or people that know me have heard me mention her name. Her name's Margie. Love that woman. She um, – I, I wanted to understand her part of the, the organization. It was called Regulatory. And, I, and I, she's like, do you want to learn what it is that I do? And I'm like, what do you do? Like I, didn't, I knew what the word meant, but I didn't know what it meant in the industry. Mm. And she's the person that meets with the FDA. She's the okay. person that tells the story of the drug, that mm. talks about the clinical trials and, and you know the, what we call AEs and SAEs, which are adverse events and serious adverse events. An adverse event, and you know, here's just a little, not schooling, I would say, but here's a little information. So an adverse event would be Tom goes on a trial, and you have to come off that trial because um, you kept getting headaches. That's an adverse event. Chris goes on the trial, has to come off the trial because he ends up having a heart attack. Doesn't die, but ends up having a heart attack. That's a serious adverse event. Mm. Or death, obviously. You know, there's a lot of different things that we have to report in this industry. You know, people always say to me, why does everything cause death? How many times, and my answer is always this, how many times at late night at TV do you see Jim Sokoloff on TV? We live in a litigious society. We sue for everything. So when Margie came to me and she wanted to teach me about her air of this industry. This is what this, and if she hears this, and she's not watching, I'm not, I know, but I, there are certifications you have to go through that are very expensive, extremely. And for many years, for probably seven years, six years, I assumed that the company I worked for paid for these certifications. She did. Really? Out of her own pocket. Hmm. Wow. Never told me. Oh, amazing. And, well, what's amazing about it is here I was, you know, 22 seconds sober. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, why, so, why is this lady got faith in me? Why me? Yeah, right. And, and, and she actually even came. I spoke. I was probably um, – did you come to my – I don't think you did. Did you come to my 40th birthday party at Liz's house? Yes, I think she I did. She was there. She was there. I, I think I may have. Yeah, I met think you probably there. met her. Yeah, um, she was there, and then she came to hear me speak once, and she's not one of us. Oh, but really? She just wanted to know, you know, yeah. who is this guy that you know I've invested a lot of time and energy into, right? <laughs> right, and and you know, these are things that, like, I mean, I, I stand back sometimes and I look at the big, and I'm like, what? Mm. Like, how did this happen? So I'm here to say that. I hear people's opinions, and I get it when it comes to big pharma. I understand. I really do. Yeah. Um, because but your opinion, if somebody wants to go toe-to-toe with their opinion and my experience, we won't have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, it occurs to me that, uh, you know, s- systems are, 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 are what uh, can fall apart. Yeah. People have different motives. Um, but, like, in my job – I belong to a union. Right. So you would think that, that, you know, these people are getting paid so much money that, uh, you know, that um, the, the companies can't be making any money. My, uh, my company, you know, is like he started in his garage and now it's worth probably a billion dollars. Yeah. Right? Right. right. And, and, and so <clears throat> it's because of. The fact that he has a an equal playing field because all the other companies who are bidding on these this union work, they have to pay the same amount of money. So he can concentrate instead of, you know, everybody racing to the bottom and you, you're paying these people who aren't all that educated, you know, trained and, and this and that. Everyone's on a level playing field. Now he can concentrate on the efficiency of his right. business. Absolutely. Yeah. So he knows what it's going to cost him. Yeah. Per guy on the job, right? No matter what, right? And so, and so, the system works for those companies um, b- because of that level playing field, and because of the, the the rules that have been set in place. Right. So, the the um, 
the pharmaceutical system, I think, fell apart with the oxy thing at some level. Yeah. And and because uh, because the uh, but there was also so many people involved. There's a lot of hands involved in that. Doctors. There's always doctors. There's clinicians. And listen, you know, when you look at a 60,000-person company like I work for, when you hire someone, you hire their ideas. Yeah. And and their ideas may not always be the same. You know, part of what I do in compliance is, you know, we push upon a global code of conduct. What is our code of conduct? One of our favorites is, is a hashtag that we use. It's called loved, living our values every day. And that is something that we push upon people. You know, this is our value system. And our value system is a lot of times based upon ancient areas of this world, could be based upon stuff that we've read here in the United States. You know, it's, it's, it's a global concept. And mm. that's, that's what we want to push on people. It's what our, what our company's value system is and why we believe in what we believe in. Now, right. not everybody buys into that. Right. Right. Well, I, I, and, and, and um, I understand what you're saying, Stuart, and, and I do um, – I do appreciate listening to the other side because this is this is my experience mm-hmm. with pharmaceuticals and the problems that they caused. I lived uh, um, a reckless life. I was a, a <clears throat> punk rock kid in bands, and I was rebellious and all this stuff. Okay, my cousin was just absolutely adored by his parents and given everything. And uh, shortly after high school, he became addicted to Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. And at the age of 23, he died yep. up in his bedroom. And I beat on his chest until I saw that the blood was dried up in his nose. And then I had to go downstairs and I had to tell his mother that he was dead. Thankfully, I was sober at that time and I had nothing to do with that. However, <clears throat> this is the reason why people are so angry. Um. And I think that that somebody along that chain was making huge amounts of money. Oh yeah, to to at a high level to look the other way, and these pills were allowed to flow. Yeah, and I think that's the anger that people feel. Um, should a person who's in excruciating pain with a terminal disease be denied something that's going to stop them from being in pain? Absolutely not. No. So we, we shouldn't necessarily blame the people like yourself or the people who are genuinely trying to develop drugs to help people and to, to, to uh, go for the patient. But um, it's the people who are allowed to look the other way in that system where that system broke down yeah. and allowed this flood of these pills and the, the information to where Oh yeah, this is not addictive. You know, there was, wasn't that somebody said on the podcast that the you know at first it was sold as not yes. addictive. Yeah, and it was morphine. I mean, it's morphine marketed that it's way. It's marketed that way. Yeah. Yeah. So and you bring up and first of all, I am so sorry for your loss. I did. I, I've known you for a long time, and I did not know that part of your story. Yeah, it was shortly before I got sober. It was nine months or something before I got sober. So and, – and, you know, those are stories that, you know, anybody in my industry will say it breaks our heart. Oh, and, and, and there's, there's hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds thousands. of them. Thousands. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. So it's tens thousands. of thousands of those stories. Right. And, and first of all, I mean, and when it comes to the punk rock thing, you can be said, I can be Nancy and we'll call it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, punk rock from the day two. I, yeah. Listen, I'm all about that. And I, and I hear what you're saying and I agree with you. And, you know – there is somebody out there that's making out like a fat rat. There is, there are people that are not living, you know, they are making it for the almighty dollar. I get that. But where I think we've lost concept is when we look at somebody that takes Oxycontin and we want to measure their pain, like in a clinical trial, that's what we're looking for. Not everybody right. is, not everybody, as I even mentioned before the podcast started in, in the Suboxone world, not everybody, you know, when we were told that people were getting high off of it. We found out later on. Now people are getting high off it. Please don't dis, don't don't tangle up with what I'm saying. But in the beginning, people then admitted that they were getting high before the suboxone. And, oh right. And so there was we didn't know where we didn't know how to measure, you know, where that ended and where the suboxone began. We know now. We right, definitely yeah. know now. And people are getting high off suboxone. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't want to oh, yeah. misplace what I'm saying. But there there are things. 
you know, anytime that we deal with neuroscience or anything that we deal with, you know, the brain and trust me, when I worked at, when I worked at Biogen and people were working in neurology, I said, why am I working in neurology? My brain doesn't even work. Mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. But, you know, and, and I hear what you're and, and I absolutely hear what you're saying. And we believe, you know, I can't say we, I believe in my industry that there are more people on your side, on this side of this, mm. then stand on that other side and say, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think that, I think that they could be blaming, um, you know, it's easy to, to find a boogeyman and just point to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I think that there's a, I think it, there's, there's a, a system and it's not bad that people are making a lot of money. I mean, yeah, of course these people, these companies, they have billions and billions of dollars. But they put a lot of money into research, and you know they're, yeah. they're gambling every time. R and D's expensive. Every time they try to try to find a cure for something, they're gambling billions of dollars. Yep. You know, you're trying but, to cure cancer. You're 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 building institutions. You're you're taking out myriad of pa- uh, patents and all sorts of oh stuff my God, like this. Yeah, the patents are unbelievable that you have to take out. But but the but the but the uh, the, the the that's you'd have to have those watchdog absolutely t- systems in place. And uh, we didn't. Nobody saw it coming. I don't think. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, a heroin addict was a, was a junkie. You know, yep. and uh, and whatever. So nobody saw it coming. Uh, you know, I don't think that there was. That we were prepared. Anybody and even prepared. even the people who were doing it were like, I'm I'm taking pills. Like, yeah, I'm not doing heroin. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Even the people doing it. Yeah. Right. So so we know where you ended up. Yeah. Let's let's let's. Back it up and find out where you came from. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah, there you go. We know, we know where, you, where you're at now. <laughs> so we need a little backstory. Well, there we go. A little backstory. Who with me? Yeah. All yeah. right. Now, so you know, I grew up in a good family in the South, um, and I call it a good family because they <laughs> gave me what they had. They taught me right from wrong. They taught hmm. me all. The, they they taught me what it was to be a good person. But f- I don't know from really from here to here, it just didn't connect. And, um, you know, I was a kid that was born with a lot of ailments. You know, I was allergic to everything under the sun. And I remember watching my mom and my dad drink out of a glass at nighttime. And then I watched kind of their the world's kind of light up a little bit. And I was like, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. So I, I, at <laughs> yep. the age of seven, I reached for my mom's glass and she smacked my hand away. She said, you know, as many allergies as you have, you probably shouldn't drink because you're probably allergic to that, too. Yes. <laughs> Little did she know how, did she know how, how true that statement was. We hate our mothers to be right. <laughs> you know, we you fast forwarded, and you know, I um, they provided as normal of a life. I was a kid that grew up in the South, and I was one of the very first people in this world that was diagnosed, and they have continuously followed, and have almost died. Once recent, once three years ago, I literally was at death's door. Um, I have severe anaphylaxis to peanuts. And being in the South and all, that was weird. That's just, you know. Yeah. You know, April of 1970 is when I was diagnosed, when I almost died. I almost died Mm. um, in Newport, Rhode Island, May of 2014. Um, In fact, I I heard the doctors, they had to intubate me. And it was literally from taking a bite. I gave myself two epi shots. They had me in the hospital within three minutes. You gave yourself two epi shots? Yeah, I can't carry an epi pen with me. How how old were you at this point? That was before epi pens went away. <laughs> this was <laughs> two thousand. This is two thousand fourteen. So it's four oh, years wow. ago. Uh, I gave myself two epi shots, and literally, it's still almost time. That was like a thousand dollars worth of shots. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. I was waiting now, for that one. Now, now, yeah. really waiting for someone to bring that one up. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, really, I couldn't no, resist. I, was, no. I have nothing to do with epipens. I have no idea. What you're about. <laughs> Leave the phone, oh, man. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I was, I, I was a good, you know, I was a decent kid growing up. Yeah. Um, but. You know, we were joking about this earlier when we were doing the the, the cast when we were doing the the sound, oh, check, oh, sound, the sound check. check. You know, I went to college, went to Auburn University in Alabama. Woo, War Eagle. I am a huge, <laughs> massive football fan. You know that. Yes, I mean, yes. college. You want to talk about Patriots? Go talk about Patriots. You want to talk about college football? Come talk to me. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? My brother went to Clemson. You know, where that's our thing. Hmm. Um, you know, when I was in college, though, I knew there was something different about me. Um, you know, and I come from a good Bible Belt family, um, yep. and, and I, I, I knew there was something different, and you know, it was because I'm gay. 
You know, mm. it is what it is. And and I make no bones about it. I, I Whatever people want to say or think about it, that's what they say or think. Right. It's, it, you know, it's not my job to change your opinion. Right. Um, the, the weird part is when I had Chris <laughs> – weird part. When I had Chris as a sponsor, people were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you say that because, like, I remember working in a restaurant years back and the guy I worked with was gay but was petrified for me to find out. I don't know if it was just how I looked, but like I, I don't think I ever said anything like to the contrary or that I yeah. didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> one of the waitresses let it slip and he was just looking at me and I'm like, all right, what? what what's the big deal? <laughs> and he's like, that don't bother you? I'm like, why would it? I think about right. Chris when you even now, you know, because I know the story about your mother. Mm. And she had a lot of gay friends. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and and in the industry that you know she, that she worked in, and I always think that your mom was had such great influence on you and your sister and your brother. Yes, That's yes. All about. Uh, so um, many of my. So girls. that must so, have been tough though, being down south. Um, oh yeah? yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, listen, I'm, like a, the, I'm, a, I'm a good old southern boy. Yeah, and and most people don't. You know, who has the hardest time with it is my mother. Right to this day, yeah. Because we've talked, really? about, yeah. we've talked oh, about that. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about that. Oh, that's a tough it's, one, huh? I, it is, and you know, I, I, we, <laughs> you know, back, uh, let me just. I'll kind of jump back into the story about into that because um, when I moved up here, I literally moved up here after doing a couple of shots of gold. Sh- no, a couple of shots, a couple of bottles. Of, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a couple of bottles of Goldschlager with some friends. And, oh, I hated this. Oh my oh. god. So people used to say, can I put the strainer when you go to the bathroom underneath? I know, right? Pissing gold. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I moved up here. I, I, you know, I talked a lot. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, Hey, it's good to see. And people made fun of me. I don't mind. Yeah. So you say, you say theater. Theater. (laughs) We say theater. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Y'all take R's and jumble them up, and wherever they fall is where you pronounce them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just said something a while ago. I I forget what it was when you were talking about your cousin. Yeah. And it it was the way you ended the sentence, there was an R, and I'm like, there's no R there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. Uh, But, you know, when I moved up here, um, you know, I found people that drink like me. I found crystal meth. That was, you know, that was God. Yeah. God, I was. I mean, I was a slave to that. Oh my God, I was such a slave. Yeah, I did that before dope. Did, yeah, yeah, I but the, you did it on the West Coast. Uh, yeah, not around here that I knew. This is this is. Well, once I found it on the West Coast, it was around here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mailed it back here. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I mean, uh, amen to yeah. that because I mean, it's yeah. four times as expensive here, at least. Oh, but, oh mm, my God. absolutely, I, absolutely. I, when Chris told me, he goes, "Yeah, I used to do meth." I'm like, "Are you gay?" Yeah, huge markup. Huge markup on that. So you know, you know, ended up. What happens to a guy like? me like any of us really it's not just a guy like me is i end up homeless oh yeah college educated has you know can put a couple of thoughts together and and still somehow can end up homeless in a a matter of seconds i know it's It's crazy crazy. it is you know fast forward i met chris chris was a sponsor of mine i say it all the time chris taught me like a huge amount about how to fellowship how what it was like that's huge yeah. It's a huge thing. Because I couldn't, you know, and Chris always tells a story when I say, Chris was a sponsor of mine. He's like, yep, so it's kicking the dirt. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And Chris goes, you know, it's kind of like, you know, reminding me of like asking a guy to dance. I'm like, well, that's not uncommon in my world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, you know, Chris told me a huge amount of fellowship. But it's, and, and it's, this is no against Chris, but, you know, it, sometimes I had to hold my breath in order to get through the next day. And, and how much longer can you mm. hold your breath? You know, what happened? I ended up back out uh, yeah. on the streets again. I was, you know, ripping and running. Yep. And um, and then I, I met a kid on, on a Friday night. I went with Mary Kay and a whole bunch of them to walk the talk. Mm. And this kid who wasn't even supposed to be on this commitment that night was on a commitment with Old South Union. And the guy who was chairing the meeting, well, did I know would become one of my best friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're fucked that's uh, who ended up becoming one of my? <laughs> who ended I up guess be- they weren't watching the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> who, became, who became one of my? Who's now one of my best friends, Chris Chris Conti. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so you know, this kid talked about being happy and joyous and free, and I was like, "You're lying." And you know, <laughs> but he kept saying, "If there's one guy in this room, one guy, one guy, one guy." And I reached out and I said, 
I'm only one guy. And at this point, I should I should tell you, you know, my dad had died at this point, and we've already talked enough about him. I'm going to go back into, you know, thank you, dad, um, into my dad. But and 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 you know, my mom, she was done. I mean, done. We hadn't spoken at that point in ten. I know, 10 years, I, yeah, in ten years. Oh wow. I you know I remember when you were going down there. <laughs> I think I had the whole city of Boston praying for me. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and that's what I was getting ready to lead up to. So when I got to my, you know, I this kid, you know, sat me down. He and his four pit bulls. And so every time I moved, I was there like, and I was like, okay, I'm get out of here. Yeah, pit bulls, yeah, right. pit bulls we, scare we me have, to death. Yeah. I can't do, I can't do the pit bull thing. Well, and the, the funny thing is, after we we sat together for four hours that first time, and by the end they were sitting on my lap because yeah. I had gotten comfortable. And I felt like this person had gotten comfortable with me. The dogs had gotten comfortable. It, we had gotten comfortable. And then, you know, it was only 63. I was 63 days sober. 63 days sober when I got into step 12. And, right. and wow. people were saying to me, you can't do what you're doing. I you're, said that to people, dude, like, <laughs> before I knew anything about anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I was the same way. Like, who's your sponsor? Really? What they're telling you know, I was just misinformed by the misinformed, bottom line. Oh, you know, yeah. I had no yeah. clue. But you know, Chris, and, and this is the thing, is that when it comes to something like that, this is what I say now. You only knew what you knew. Exactly. And you were only passing on what you knew. Nobody mm-hmm. should step on that. But nobody should have been stepping on what I was doing either. But right. people right. people, you know, it's a transference and, and and the thing that I think that may change Chris Chris's perspective is the first person I took through the twelve steps at sixty three days sober was at the time or I think yeah. she was next. Well, I who, think you were yeah. broken up at that Ray, point. Uh, on the cusp of, of that, member of Quincy Monday Night at the same oh, time. Okay, and um and she reached over and she said, "Can you help me?" And my sponsor was sitting behind me at that point, and I said, "What do I do?" He goes, "Help." <laughs> Her? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like something so simple, yeah. but you know, and that began my journey. And and you know, I mentioned earlier ago how at the eighty eight days, and I was, you know, with that job, and and, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. you know, things like that that happened. And and there have been so many gosh shots. You know, the biggest one um, was when we got when we were talking about my eighth step list, and I was ready to make amends. Uh, my sponsor said, "Well, who's number one on that list?" And I was like, "My mom." He goes, find out where she is. We need to go see her. And I'm like, are you smoking crack? Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And the next thing we know, we're in a car. I was a guest speaker that night at Dorchester. It was at Field Corner. And mm. we left that meeting and got in the car and drove 32 hours round trip, 16 hours one way. Wow. For less than a day for me to sit face to face. Wow. And make that, yeah, make that amends. Now, That's intense, huh? I, I, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and you had a southerner with like the, theatrical and melodramatics, and yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a Broadway play going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But you know, willow trees and the lighting was going to be perfect. <laughs> no, you, you, <laughs> no willow trees. You'll be some, you. some sun tea on the table. Sweet tea. But you know, let's be honest about it. Nine years. Later into all this, there have been severe challenges. This past year alone has been a very tough year for for my mother and I. Um, And, you know, it's been a tough year for my mother and my brother. It's been a tough year for our family, you know, because ideas come in people's heads, things, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing, what, you know, there things happen and, and it's been a tough year. My, you know, it's it's life. It's life. And, you know, my mom was able to make amends to me for some things this past Thanksgiving. And she said, I'm going to set, you know, a goal to call you like so often. And, and she still has lived up to that goal. And so here's a woman that's not one of us, doesn't need to be one of us, but has mm. learned from watching, not just me, but from people around her. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. One thing that, you know, and I forget about the story is there was a man right before I went down to see my mother. Now, she didn't want me staying with her. Let's make no bones about it because, you know, I stole everything. I, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was a guy that was still $20 from you and then trying to help you find it. Yeah. yeah. I was that guy. But one thing that you know this guy this neighbor of hers that had moved in he had been sober my mom didn't know this my mom had mentioned to him and his wife that her youngest son was coming down and 
um, they said, well, we've never really heard you mention him. She said, well, I haven't seen him in 10 years. And, and the conversation ensued. I don't know why she, because, you know, we're a waspy family. So we, we don't, that shit goes underneath the table. We don't talk yeah, about right, it. Yeah, right, right. But for, yeah. she, was, she was inclined to tell him why. He had been sober. This man, she didn't know until he said he's, he'd been sober 38 years. And she said, my son is coming down to make amends to me. And he said, whoop. And he said, how long has your son been sober? And she's like, just a few months. And he goes, this is Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. He said, this right. is what we do. Cool. And so I've had like these really cool, wow. just like God shots. And like, That's very just, cool. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm here as a big pharma person. I am also mm. here as a sober man that I am, I, 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 I'm not here to try and educate somebody. I'm here to tell you my experience. Exactly. I, right. This is you your experience. What your experience was. And, and you know, right. I'm well, I, your family for that. Well, I, 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 the reason I share that was because uh, I just feel like there's probably a bunch, or there could be either now or in the future people on the other side of it who have experienced that type of thing who yeah, could be screaming to themselves like, yeah, this is what happened to me. Yeah. 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 So. I just thought I'd share that because no, that's the other side of the coin. But, but thank you for for kind of uh, bringing more of a human face. It, it's better to um, to uh, see the whole picture. Yeah, you know yeah. there are people there trying to improve people's lives. Uh, you know, and, and but there's you know there's it's it's the it's, it's a, few, a few bad apples. Yeah, few and, bad and like I said, it happens in yeah. every industry. But it, it, it does, and, right. and that's the reason. I, you know, when when this conversation came up with Teresa, when she was here with you yeah. guys, and she and I had a conversation, and Chris and I had a conversation. It it was I didn't want to put a face to this. I wanted to put a face to Big Pharma because yeah. we're not all bad people, mm, and right. I, everything that I do. Tonight, I will go home and work for a couple of hours. And everything that I do, I, I, I think I miss from my dad and for the patient that may need our life-saving drugs yeah. for, yep. for cancer. And, and, you know, like there's people like yourself in, in the industry that that are doing it for, for the right reasons. Yeah. But, Not you know, does. It, it, gets, I, it gets very – it's a slippery slope when it comes to money. And it can it can oh, happen yeah. in in fucking it's recovery. Human nature. It, it can happen in recovery, Absolutely. man. Once people oh, get nature, a taste brother. of that money, once people get a taste of that money, all their like code of conduct goes out the <laughs> fucking window. Well, it can, it can. It can. It's it's hard can. not to have it not. I mm. think uh, you know, and uh, not you know. I say that like I know, but I, I I've never. But I can't imagine. I can imagine all of a sudden you can drive any car you want. All of a sudden yeah. you can go on all kinds of vacations. All of a sudden you can buy an extra house, you know, in Florida, an extra house in California, and you know what I mean. Yeah. And you're gonna say, ah, you know what? I don't think this is good for society, so I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Right. No, but that's why. That's also why. With my example of the union, so you're in you're in, you're in control of a company, and and you could have these workers of you that work for you. You could let them, you know, buy a nice house for themselves, buy a nice car for themselves, uh, you know, and 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 you know, go on vacations. Or <laughs> you could take that extra money and put it in your pocket. Yeah. But if the if if the rules are in place. Then you, you you don't have that human nature of struggle going on. Um, mm. I just think the system, uh, and you know, it's evident that the system uh, of our country has some needs some work. You know what I mean? There's there's some 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 uh, some stuff going on that's probably not uh, you know conducive to everybody's well being. Yeah, exactly. like what's that? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember that kid's name. The he just he actually just got sentenced. Um, he bought the Wu Tang album and he oh, bought yeah. the rights to that one pill that was used for the guy AIDS that, treatment. Yeah, I can't remember his name, yeah. but the, the, uh, yeah, the guy and he was like a skateboarder. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. but he bought this, he yeah. bought this pill that cost like it originally cost like one hundred sixty seven dollars and he marked it up to where it was almost like six se- six thousand or thirty six hundred. Yeah, it was it was insane, but it was necessary for the treatment, and he was like, "Well, treatment shouldn't be cheap." Well, let me explain something real quick, and I'm glad you brought that one up because that was in my mind today. That mm. whole thing, which is a common question: when a drug goes off patent, and meaning that that pharmaceutical company loses the patent, and, and you know it's been 11 years, right. other people can make it. Yeah, yeah. So when other people are making that drug, or if they're not making it, that guy can do whatever he wants with that drug at whatever price he wants because the FDA no longer has say so. 
Well, see, that's the problem. That's another th- yeah. problem with the system. So, that, so the FDA only has so in that like, patent in that patent year. So it becomes now kind of a generic form. And it becomes part of the generic, not part of the generic stature, but they now don't have the type of hand or oversight that they once did because hey. it's off patent. Okay. Yeah. Well, so like in the price, they would be oversi- overseeing the price. FDA. Right. So so the generic uh, drugs can come out, um, which it's nice that, you know, that we have capitalism because it, it fuels a lot of really good things. However, I'm, I don't know if it's all that great for, for health care. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it could be things to think about through all this. I mean, as we've gotten bigger, as you know, listen, I mean, you know, in Cambridge, Mass, where I work, there's a biotech that springs up on every corner every day. There's a yeah, yeah, I cost. put the buildings up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you where I work later, what street where you can find me. Uh, but, you know, there, there's an idea, you know, when people you would think or I, you know, maybe I'm very just naive and still have that southern gullible way of thinking about myself but i like to think when someone puts up you know an idea and they and they have the best intentions yeah that they their their idea is that this is for the patient well, that's that the it's best not, way to think yeah and that's i, I until maybe I, maybe I live in otherwise yeah, exactly until i'm contempt prior to investigation yeah <laughs> um, but i i tend to like to think of that in my industry is that people are doing this because of what they believe in because it affects their life yeah. and that at the end of the day i remember thinking when i like got sober the last time in february of, of 2008 i remember thinking to myself i don't want to leave this world i i don't need to leave some grandstanding thing but i want to leave this world and someone say what if i should die tonight in a car accident god forbid or anything like that mm. but i i want them i would like for someone at least one person to say he did the best he could yeah, and right. He tr- and he tried to make a difference. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good philosophy. Oh, sure. and uh, Joey O said he loves you. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy just how, but like like you were saying earlier with the, with the blanket statements, like I think that there's people out there say, okay, I own this company. And I'm going to take all this money that comes out of this company, and I don't want to know what the hell goes on. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Well, that's <clears throat> that's what that's what the, the the stock market is largely about. Yeah. You want to take some money that you already have, and you want to return on that money so that you can go off and play golf and not have to think about it. So you're going to put it in the hands of these people. They're going to charge you a fee, and they're going to drive themselves into early graves by you know, trading in milliseconds and going crazy over it, yeah. you're going to be like, all right, fine, just give me my 10%, you know. Uh, and and it's, uh, it's, not, it's not necessarily the best way to go about healthcare. That's all I'm saying. You're exactly, you know, you're exactly right. And I think what, what my th- main thing was to do is I wanted to open up a dialogue, which I think we've done. Yeah. yeah and I want yeah. people to ask. I want people oh, there's plenty to of talk to me about it. Good I, stuff I, out there. Yeah. Like, I, all this stuff starts with good intentions, we you know, and, right. and, 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 you know, there's, there's all these drugs that, that are killing people, but uh, there's also all this other stuff that's saving people's lives, you know, and, and the, the only reason that these drugs are doing what they're doing is because they're nine times out of 10 being abused. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's because you have the human element to it. That's what that's the other like if, boogie. Mo- if I could get high off Hagen dazs I would do it. That's the Wait other. <laughs> I've been cho- I've been chocolate high. I'll, I'll, I'll get. I've been I've been chocolate high. Honestly, but, that, but, but that's the other scapegoat. That's the other easy easy boogeyman to to to. You just say, oh, yeah. look, it's it's their you know it's a moral failing you know, and it's their own fault. And if they didn't put it in their mouth, they wouldn't be getting high. This and that. But but uh, it's just it's just too easy. It's just too easy to say that. It's, it, there's more. It's complicated. It's yeah, more complicated. It is. It's, it is. it's a very. It's a complicated scenario. It's a complicated thing that we're discussing here. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know how passionate I am about it. Right. Right. And, and my thing is, I just want to open up a dialogue. I want people to say, you know, hey, my job is not to change somebody or sway somebody's opinion. My job is to put my personal experience out there. Yep. And well, I think you know. I, this, as you say that, I think that we should we should do that. We should probably set another another date for another podcast. You should come on, and we should do what we were talking about with the Facebook Live. If anybody, if there's if there's interest, oh yeah, yeah, maybe a little Q and A thing, some comments, some comments, some Q and A, and yep. and uh, 
You know, that would be cool. I, 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 See where I, I, it goes. I absolutely would welcome that. Now, yeah. if anybody comes out with machine guns or... or any, I'm yeah, well, we can get metal... De- <laughs> we'll get some metal detectors. <laughs> we'll uh, procure some vests. I, I, I do appreciate um, you guys, you know, especially Chris, when I when I called you about this. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, willing to listen. And, and, and I appreciate the dialogue, Tom, with you, because this is how... When we can have friendly dialogue about what we can do to make changes or what we can mm-hmm. do to make things better, right. this is how things get accomplished. This yeah, is how absolutely. we start. That's why the podcast movement is, is so great because it's a long-form conversation. Yep. It's not a, a soundbite that anybody can, can you know go this way or that way. It's a long-form conversation that can go – and develop into understanding. Yep. And that's why, um, that's why you know, I, 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 um, I love this because this subject, not necessarily pharmaceuticals, but pharmaceuticals, yeah. but the subject of recovery and drug addiction is so important. And there's so much confusion and misunderstanding oh, that yeah. um, and opinions that I think that a long form conversation is is uh, is going to be is a huge thing that that'll help. I think yep, it'll help. Yeah, I think it's absolutely. definitely. But I absolutely would invite you know and, and would come back and do. Yeah, something. nice. Yeah, we'll absolutely. see if some see if we can get some comments. You know, uh, on the uh, on the Facebook group and uh, you know. Yeah, we'll uh, we we'll we'll throw it up there like. A little in advance, saying yeah. that it's going to happen, and think about some questions, and drum, drum up some uh, curiosity yeah. and questions. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. All right. Well, that was good. Yes, it was. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks I appreciate a lot. you having me. That was um, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So support us on uh, iTunes and Google Play for the for the uh, podcast, and our our website is lolterms dot com. Yep. And if you think anyone would um, benefit from the Life on Life Terms podcast group. Please add them. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, the more the merrier. Absolutely, and uh, you know we're gonna be we're gonna be starting our YouTube channel soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Procrastination. What's that like? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even go get into that one on this one. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks again, guys. Stuart. Thank Peace. You, That's a wrap. Peace. Peace.